This week's parish, Parshas Nasei, we have the mitzvah of Berchus Kehanim, Kesuvaruchus Bnei Yisrael Amar Lahem. And the Gemara in Saita says, Kesuvaruchu Bamida. It's a machlikis where we learn it from, either it's a drasha or it's just like any other Avedah in the base Hamikdash that a Kayin has to do while standing. And therefore, the halach is that Berchus Kehanim has to be done while standing. Question is, how about if a Kayin is an older person and is incapable of standing? So what should he do? Either should he do Berchus Kehanim while sitting because he's incapable of standing, Enes Rachman Patre, or plan B, does he have to leave the Bismedrash because a Kayin who neglects to do Berchus Kehanim is over on three essays. And therefore, a Kayin doesn't have the option of simply not doing Berchus Kehanim. So therefore, an older Kayin who's incapable of standing and raising his arms through Berchus Kehanim would have to leave the Bismedrash because he's in a He's in a sticky situation. He can't do Berchus Kehanim, but he can't not do Berchus Kehanim, so he has to leave. Or, option three, since he's Potter, if he's Taka Potter, then he doesn't have to leave the base Madrash. He could stay in Shul while the other Kehanim are doing Berchus Kehanim because he's Potter. So, the thing is like this. There's a clear machlekes. Rishonim, Taisus and Saita, Lamachesim and Aleph says that a Kayan who does Berchus Gehanim be Yeshiva leklum. And therefore, he has to stand, and if he can't stand, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to make a Berchus Gehanim. So according to Taisus, it would seem that this Kayan is totally potter, and he can do plan C. He doesn't have to dochen, he's not, he's not able to dochen, and he doesn't have to leave the Bismadrish. But, but, the Shvas Yankiv was asked the Shaila, and he said, the Rambam says, that no, Amida by Berchas Kehanim is not Ma'akiv. And therefore, and therefore, and therefore, an older Kayin for sure can dochen. And therefore, the, the Shvas Yankiv paskins that an older Kayin should dochen while sitting. If a Kayan is incapable of standing, he should duchen while sitting rather than be over the three essays. So, so far, we have two possibilities. If you paskin like Tesis, he doesn't have to duchen, he's not allowed to duchen, but he doesn't have to leave. You have the Rambam, like who the Shvas Yaakov paskins, and says that no, a Kayan, if he can't stand, can't sit while duchening because Amida is not Ma'akiv. But Lamaisa, the Knesset, there several other places can bring that he should not, he should not duchen. What do we do? Of course, the Mishnah Bura Paskins, that a Kayin who's old should not duchen while, should not duchen while standing. But no one is confident enough to go with Tysus and says, listen, even he's Potter, so he could stay in Shul. Therefore, the Paiskim recommend that he shouldn't duchen, but should leave Shul. An interesting shaila as it relates to this week's parsha, absolutely not halacha lemaisa, as we will see, but interesting nonetheless. In this week's parsha, we have the mitzvah of Nazirus, and we know that a Nazir 
is prohibited in three areas. He is not allowed to become Tame Lames, he's not allowed to drink wine, and he's not allowed to cut his hair. And the question was asked by many Gedolim, the following question. We know that Shmuel was a Nazir his whole life. Shmuel Hanavi was a Nazir, as we lay in this week's Haftarah. We know that Shmuel was a Nazir. We also know from another Haftarah, Parsha Zachar, that Shmuel had a mitzvah which he was Mekayim, and he killed Agog. In fact, the uh, Pasuk tells us he killed Agog by splitting him in half. So the question becomes, how could Shmuel, a Nazir, kill Agog, thereby becoming Tamil Ames? Isn't a Nazir usher to become Tamil Ames? A Gishmaka question. How did a Nazir, Shmuel, become Tamil Ames? So there's several answers. The Tferis Yisrael in Nazir answers that what Shmuel did was he gave him a mortal injury, but he stopped short of actually killing him. He left him to die, and therefore Shmuel was never involved in an actual Tomas Mace. Shmuel simply did an act that led to him dying, but there was no Tomas Mace involved. That is the... That's the Tferes Yisrael's answer. Reb Meir Shapiro, the Partish brings, answers that Shmuel was a special category of Naziris called Naziris Shimshin. A Nazir Shimshin is only usher to drink wine and only usher to take a haircut, but he's permissible to be metamolames, and therefore Reb Meir Shapiro said this would be fine. He's fulfilling his brand of Naziris, his kind of Naziris, just fine, which allows for a Tame Mace. The Nedbihuda the Neid Yehuda answers that it's essay the halais essay. Hakadosh Baruch Hu told Shmuel he has to kill Agog. That's an essay, and him being a Nazir and the prohibition of going into Beis is a lois essay, an essay the halais essay, and therefore, and therefore, a person can. Or Shmuel was able to kill Agog. The Neid Yehuda's son in Dereish Litzion answers a technical teretz that. Uh, Shmuel used a wooden knife, a pshutekliates, in order to kill, in order to kill Agog, and that does not transmit Toma. But in any case, there are answers as to how Shmuel actually killed Agog. This week's parsha is the mitzvah of Berchus Kehanim, and this is actually one of the most mysterious questions, and there's tons of answers to this question. The Ramah Paskins, that even though it's a mitzvah's essay in to do berches kehanim daily, the Ramah says, we don't, we don't do Nisias uh, Kapayim every day. And the question that everyone wants to know is why not? Why would we be mevatel a mitzvah's essay? And then what's the rationale? And to complicate this, whatever that rationale is, can't be applicable on Yantav, because then we do do Berchus Kehanim, and it can't be applicable on Eretz Yisrael. So whatever answer you give has to explain why not on weekday, but yes on Yantav, and yes in Eretz Yisrael. So there's several Teruts. Let's see if we get to a couple. That, um, you know, first of all, the Maril says that the reason is, is because Kehanim need to go to the mikvah before they 
do Berchus Kanim, and in Chutzarts it gets cold during the winter, so we can't go to the mikveh. Uh, the Beis Yisuf says, I mean, that's putting the cart before the horse. So if they don't go to the mikveh, it's not the it's not the end of the world, and and that's not a reason to be mavatal mitzvah essay. Um, a solid reason that the maril goes with is because it would take away from the workday. That in in Chutzar, it's apparently it was harder to make a parnasa than in Eretz Yisrael, and therefore we don't have time in Chutzar to take off of work, and therefore the minig seemed to slip away. Um, and the final reason the Maril brings is that in Chutzarts, the Goyim frequent our shuls. I'm not sure if uh, for a positive reason or to uh, check in on us if we're doing anything nefarious, but the bottom line is there are Eina Yehudim in the shul, and therefore and therefore, a, you're not allowed to give a Berchus Kehanim to someone that's not a Yid, and therefore they stop doing Berchus Kehanim um, in, uh, in shuls. Um, the Chassam Seifer also says that reason that we can't we can't do we can't do Berchus Kehanim because we're busy with work. But the Chassam Seifer takes it to another level, which makes it problematic. The Chassam Seifer says we don't do Berchus Kehanim because Berchus Kehanim is an extension of Tefillah. Berchus Kehanim is an extension of Tefillah, and since Tefillah requires kavana, birchas kehanim without kavana by tefillah is like a carbon that's pigel. So the Chassam Sefer takes one of the Maril's reasons to another level and says that the lack of our kavana during tefillah would hinder the birchas kehanim to the point that it's not worth it. But everyone jumps on the Chassam Sefer, the Bir Alacha and Kuvchav Ches, the Binyan Shleima says, I don't understand. Berchus Kehanim is totally independent of Tefillah. There was a mitzvah of Berchus Kehanim hundreds of years before Tefillah was before Tefillah was ever established. Ezra was Masak and Tefillah. And before Ezra there was Berchus Kehanim. So how could Berchus Kehanim be dependent on Tefillah if Lachair works in the opposite way? Um, the bottom line is, is that there's a famous story with the Gra, the Nitziv brings in Meshav Davar, from the Gra, that the Gra tried on two separate occasions to establish Berchus Kehanim in Chutzarat. So the first thing you see from there is that there's no real technical issue with it because if there was something really wrong with it, the Gra would not have tried to start it. So the Gra tried starting it twice. One time when he started it, he was arrested and he was taken to jail and was not able to do Berchus Kehanim the next day. And the other time he tried starting it, there was a fire that burnt down half of the city, including the shul. At that point, the Gra said he sees that it's just not in it's not in line with what's going on in Shemaim. They're not interested in us doing Berchaz Kehanim on a daily basis, and he abandoned it. In fact, our Hashulchan says there is absolutely no good reason why we do not duchen. And it's a minig garua that we don't do it. But the, our Hashulchan says our inability to duchen is as if a baskol came out from heaven and said, you know what? Don't duchen in Chutzaretz. And the Archa Shulchan therefore says, I can't justify the minig, but it is the minig nonetheless.